What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, everyone. It's a new year, and if you haven't made a resolution yet, then take my advice. Skip the exercise and instead commit to change your sportsbook over to MyBookie. Sign up now using the promo code ABSOLUTEDGEN. My bookie will meet you halfway to give you a head start on building your bankroll. That's right. You put in $200, you'll get an extra $100 to play with. Treat yourself to some extra cash in your pocket this holiday season. Support Degeneracy at the same time with promo code ABSOLUTEDGEN. It's not just winter season, it is winning season. So bet, win, and get paid with my bookie. Absolute Sports Betting Degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Thursday after the main show, the usual time when we go on Thursday. What's going on, James? What's going on, mate? I mean, I've been struggling for the for today. I've been balls deep in everything, so I'm surprised I made it to be honest. But how are you doing? Oh, doing doing pretty good. Mason, what's going on with you, dude? I'm doing I'm doing well, mate. Good good um night of fights yesterday in terms of payouts, so I'm ha- I'm happy with how it turned out. Mason dominated us last night. Ooh, he killed it. Mason killed it last night. I'm sure it's going to be the same for this weekend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, you want to talk about Worley Alves real quick? I'll, I, I, I don't particularly. James, my boy Worley came through. <laughs> Again, like, this, I overlooked this fight completely. I, I forgot that Worley holds a, a win over Kobe Covington. Oh. I knew going into this fight that, you know, a couple of years back, there was some sort of hype around Wally Alvarez, but uh, Alvarez, sorry. But when you have that long of a layoff and that's many injuries, I just, I thought it would be hard to uh, come up against a guy like Lazes, who had a bit of a home fan behind him because he's uh, fighting out of the UAE, but man, did he get it done in spectacular style. Oh, he did. He did. So next time I ask you guys, you should really consider whether I'm right or not. I'll just tell you guys to jog on. I, I think you might be um, right, but I don't, I don't, I don't know if um, you're going to get too many more of them wild predictions. Oh, okay. Look, coming from you, that means almost nothing, Mason. <laughs> it won't be long till one of my plus 2,000 predictions come in. All right. Let's get to work, boys. You know what we're here to talk about. The main fight this Saturday. James? What do you like? 
I mean, the name in the broadcast studio has kind of given it away. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, uh, I'm literally starstruck by the whole thing. I just, I'm surprised that it's even happened, but I've never been this nervous from a McGregor fight before in my life. I genuinely don't know why. Um, obviously, they first fought in 2014 at UFC 178. McGregor clipped him with the overhand left and put him away in the first round. But I can tell you for a fact now that this is not going to be the same fight. I mean, Dustin, ever since, has gone on to do phenomenal things, as has Conor McGregor. But Dustin's obviously been the more active fighter. And I think he put himself, it's the same with McGregor as well, he put himself through a tough weight cut to get to 145, which clearly did not do him any good at all but he was still getting you know wins under his belt at 145 was in there or thereabouts for contention for a title shot but I think 155 was the right move eventually going forward and then you just look at his incredible win streak at 155 being the likes of Justin Gaethje Anthony Pettis Eddie Alvarez these former champions and then to sort of piece up Max Holloway the way he did to become the interim champion was just nothing short of spectacular and in this fight I mean one thing's going to I th- it could either go to either two ways. I think Conor McGregor he obviously gets it done within three rounds, but Dustin Poirier can get it done by decision if he obviously tries not to play into McGregor's hands. I think what we do see with Dustin is he loves a war. He loves to get hit, and you can't keep in hit by the notorious Conor McGregor because at one point he will, or at any given point he will clip you. But then you saw McGregor in today's press conference say you know, the idea of his cardio issues is a myth and maybe he wants to drag out a five-round war, but the right play for McGregor in this fight is just to try and get it done early and I truly believe he can because the distance management and the reach and the, just this sheer versatility and his striking approach will get the job done in this one. I think Dustin Poirier, as much as I love him, he's a true veteran, but nothing but respect for him. I just... He eats too many shots, and I think it's going to pay dividends in the first round. If he doesn't get it away in the first round, McGregor, I think he gets it done in the second, just because any Conor McGregor opponent cannot take that many shots and still stand. So second round TK in favour of the notorious one. I'm just so excited for this fight, but also nervous. So this is going to be an absolute belter of the main event. I, I can't wait for this one. I'm, I'm going to say it. The king is back. Co- Conor McGregor, obviously. Last last year, he wanted the season as such, but didn't quite go to plan due to COVID and other things. But he's been working hard outside the cage. And I, I, I like this fight for Conor. I think, for some reason, I just think Dustin's going to be one of them fighters for Conor where he's always going to have his number. As we've seen in the last fight back in 2014, a good six years ago, six, seven years ago, um. He got him out of there in the first round knockout, but I think I think he'll finish him in this fight. I think it'll be a bit longer because I, I just think Dustin's too tough for him to get him out that quick. But Connor's been making the predictions through the week. Sixty second, he thinks he'll finish him within. And while I think he's more than capable to do that, I don't. I just think. Dustin's going to be too strong. I think, like James said, if Dustin's going to win, I think it's by decision. So I, I think the only time Connor's gone a full five, twenty, well, full 25 minutes in the UFC is against Nate Diaz rematch. And if Dustin can drag it out for the full 25 minutes, I believe he has a really good chance of winning. But I just think Connor's going to get him out of there. So I'm going to say Connor McGregor, second round TKO. Second round TKO as well. All right. Indeed. Let's look at this real quick. McGregor, 
at best is like minus 287. That's the best line I can find. Minus 287. And I just, I can't get there. I can't tell you with a straight face that McGregor's going to win 75% of the time these two fight. I just, I, I can't get there. Maybe you guys can. I, I don't think so. I think Poirier's got enough of a shot where you got to take a bet on Poirier with this plus, let's see, what's the best line we can find for Poirier? Like plus 245, thereabouts. Yeah, right about there. Plus 245, maybe plus 250. I like it. I like the payout. I I, I think you got to take a shot. You got to take a shot on Poirier. So I'm going to bet on Poirier just to win the fight any way he can. <laughs> Although I think it probably, I think Mason probably stumbled onto it. I think it's by decision. Poirier's most likely path to victory is probably by decision. Let Connor punch himself out early and then just see what you see, what damage you can do in the later rounds. Your TKO bet is minus 200, minus 287 to win the fight, minus 200 from McGregor KO TKO. So, whew, still not making a lot of money there. What do you think? I threw my, threw my money away on this one? No, absolutely not. I think there is a clear path to victory for Dustin. Obviously, he's been a lot more active over the years compared to Conor McGregor, who's sort of tested the, the boxing waters and what have you, and he's made a lot of money with the, the proper Irish whiskey. So I think Dustin's a, sort of a true fighter, you know, he, right. he cares so much about his legacy and, you know, there's, there's always a guaranteed war and a guaranteed true scrap when you're in there with Dustin Poirier. So there, there is a, a path to victory. And I think the lines are a bit unfair and, and a bit harsh and sort of Poirier's side so there is a clip it's not a waste of money i don't think if you're splashing the cash on dustin Poirier, i wouldn't be surprised if he gets it done all right yeah i think mcgregor's a little juiced juiced up a bit the odds probably don't reflect reality it's because the lads will take him minus 287 no matter what (laughs) all right enough of this let's make some money somewhere else james what else you got um, I think I've got the co-main event next, which is also going to be a bit of a belter between Dan Hooker and the newly arrived Michael Chandler, uh, Chandler and the, the former Bellator lightweight champion. I think a lot of people are very much looking forward to seeing how he fares in the UFC because you've seen over the years, I think in recent times, the, <laughs> the UFC signing fighters from various promotions hasn't gone to plan. You look at Ben Askren, most notably in recent times, but my God, one awful tenure he had in the UFC. But Michael Chandler is a lot different. I think with him being the former champion, that might give him some sort of motivation to thrive and to succeed in the UFC. But at 34, I mean, if he loses to Dan Hooker, where does that put him? Because he hasn't got that long left. And although he's currently on a two-fight win streak, he put in a nice performance in his last bout against Benson Henderson, finished the former UFC lightweight champion inside the first round. And then, but bear this in mind, I mean, he lost to Patricia Pitbull. He's also lost to uh, Brent Primer. So there, there is a a path to victory for Dan Hooker in this one. He has a, he's got a couple of uh, losses under his belt, Michael Chan, and he's been in some brutal wars in his Bellator tenure. And I think for Michael Chan in this fight, one thing's for sure. You know, there's going to be a complete height disadvantage for Michael in this one. I think Dan Hooker's like six foot six one for a lightweight that's absolutely massive and uh, Michael Chandler is about five seven five eight so the clear path to victory for Michael Chandler in this one is to sort of use his highly skilled wrestling just sort of take the fight to the floor early on and grind out the full 15 minutes but with Dan Hooker I mean he's a bit of a hard hitter himself 
he loved the true scraps and you saw him in his last fight against Dustin Poirier, he went the distance, unfortunately losing by a decision. But with Dan Hooker, I just think he's got to pick the shots early and I think he's got to use some of his leg kicks. If Michael Chan is going to attempt to shoot, try and use the, the leg kicks to fend off the takedown and the shots. Because if Dan Hooker keeps the fight standing and controls the distance and makes it a Dan Hooker fight, then you never know. We, we could see a knockout. But I think ultimately in this one, you look at the MMA world nowadays, the clash up in styles, the striker versus the wrestler slash grappler. The wrestler slash grappler tends to come out on top nine times out of ten. So I'm probably leaning towards Michael Chandler to have a successful UFC debut on this one. I think he gets it done for a decision. Yeah, I agree with James. I think this this fight it does have all the ingredients to be a really good fight. I just I, I do from a wrestler grappling point of view, I do think it will be a good fight. But I just I think like, like I was saying earlier, I think if it stays on the feet. Dan Dan Hooker will have his number striking-wise. But we know Michael Chandler can strike as well, but I don't think he'll be able to strike to Dan Hooker's level. And I just just think the path of victory for Chandler is going to be to use his background in wrestling. And if he does that, I think he will be able to get the victory over Hooker. Um, I just think the the best way for Chandler to approach his debut is to use his wrestling against Hooker. And I think he will. And if he does, I think he'll get the win. So I'm going to say a Michael Chandler via decision as well. Decision as well. Yeah, no, I like this one an awful lot. Chandler's plus 111. So a slight underdog. Hooker's minus 128. But let's rewind a bit. When they when they open these lines, Michael Chandler was plus 145. So he's plus 145 down to plus 111. So it sure seems like people are back in Chandler quite a bit. And I think that's the right play. I think Chandler does win. Uh, I think you should bet Chandler, and I'm going to, plus 111. I don't have the prop bets. The only prop bet we have listed right now was the Poirier-McGregor fight. So we'll just have to see what kind of payout you're getting down the road. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, Anywhere, use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. James, what else you got? 
This, this is going to be a tough one to pronounce. I've got the featured bout in the prelims between Norman Sarakuyan versus Nasrat Hakaras. <laughs> I think I did it right there. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> so, yeah, excuse excuse me, fellas, if you are watching and I butchered your name wrong, but hey-ho, I'm British. You can allow it. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to this one. This has sort of gone under the radar a bit. I, I don't know why I'm looking forward to it, but... I just am. I think with uh, Armin, he's coming off of two straight unanimous decision victories heading into this fight. His most recent bout was in uh, July 2020 against uh, Bobby Ramos. And his sort of fight resume, as you guys call it, is a bit, you know, very well-rounded. He's got five wins by knockout, five by submission, five decision. So wherever the fight goes, you know, I think Armin's very comfortable on the feet and on the and on the mat. And he's proven that he can go the full 15, the full 25 minutes. So... I'm very much looking forward to see how we can sort of deal with Nasra. He's a bit of a, he's, he's a good fighter himself, I think, with Armin. It's going to be very hard to take him down. He's got a very good strike defence. So he doesn't absorb a lot of punches. He's very quick in terms of his speed and his movement. And I think with Nasra, it's going to be very, very hard to put him away. And with Armin, his only loss in the UFC came against Islam Makachev. So, and that's obviously one of Khabib's boys. There's no shame in losing to Islam Makhachev because there's talk of him becoming the next champion. You look at Nasser Haparas, he's returning to the octagon with a decision victory against Alex Munoz back in August 2020, I believe, last year. So in that sort of sense, when he fought Alex Munoz, he's very quick to rebound off of the January defeat to Drew Dober and via Tico. And again, he's a bit of a knockout artist himself. Twelve, uh, Nine out of his 12 wins have come via knockout. So it's a bit of a, a striker versus striker matchup. And I'm very much looking forward to this fight. I think based on the fact that you look at Armin, who has the ability to avoid those shots and he picks his shots well and he's very offensive going forward. I'm probably going to back towards Armin and this one. I'm very much a fan. I don't think we'll see. I don't think we'll see a finish just because both men can take a shot, but they can avoid it. And I think we'll see a true scrap in this one. I'm going to go for an Armin via decision. All right. You want this one, Mason? Um, I'm I'm not on this one. But if I was going to give a prediction, I'd agree with James with the decision there. All right, let's say you're you're say we'll say you're leaning that way, but you don't want to bet it. Yeah, I think you're probably right, James. Armin's minus two ninety three, and it's just he keeps going up and up. He opened up minus one eighty five, and he's minus two ninety three now thereabouts. So it looks like everybody's backing him. I think he wins. I just don't know. I don't feel comfortable risking that kind of money <laughs> on him. So I mean, I'd be leaning with you as well. But if you wanted to take a value shot, is there any 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 value on Nazareth at all? Um, maybe he gets it done in the first round there is some you know value there I mean like I said none out of his 12 wins have come via form of knockout so he's an aggressive striker going forward yeah. likes to sort of he likes to get it done early in the first round likes to sort of go straight off them the block so if he can catch uh, Armin early maybe we'll see a first round finish in favour of Nasra but I think purely based on Armin's sort of ability to move yeah. and keep the distance well I'm going to go for Armin but there is some sort of value in Nasra I gotcha I gotcha alright James what else do you have on the, your card uh, I think this is obviously my fourth and final one. I've got Nick Lenz versus Mosa um, Evloev. I believe Nick Lenz was supposed to fight uh, Mike Grundy at the top of my head. And Mosa Evloev is stepping in on short notice. But, um, I mean, my God, he's coming up against the UFC veteran, Mosa, and he's 13-0, holds a perfect record. And he's got three 
straight unanimous decision victories with one coming against Mike Grandy, who Nick Lenz was supposed to fight. And he's a bit of a decision merchant, but with Mobster, he can he can he can do anything. I mean, he can knock you out, and he's very comfortable and very well skilled on the mat. And he's got a nice couple of submissions under his belt. So wherever the fight goes, Mobster Evloev is a is a real talent, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing him fight on Saturday night because this man is truly legit and. It's very hard to take him down, and my God, he avoids so many punches, and he likes to throw some of his own. But if he gets under, if the if he gets tested, and he goes into deep waters, then Mosa will probably use his wrestling background to take you down. And he's very, very well well rounded. But Nick Lenz obviously does have the experience on his side, but he's not in the best of runs right now. His last bout was against uh, Arnold Allen in January 2020, and that was by decision loss. And he's got 11 wins via knockout. He's a very aggressive striker going forward, but not significant. You know, he's not smart in terms of striking. He'll just throw for the sake of it, and he won't pick his shots well. I'm probably leaning towards uh, Mozart on this one. I'm, he's a very well-rounded fighter, as I just uh, alluded to earlier. He's got a lot of hype behind his name, and he could be a real talent in the near future. So I'm going to go for a Mozart Evloa via decision. I think he dominates uh, Nick from start to finish. There we go. Mason, are you on this one? Yeah, I've got this fight as well, I think. Obviously, with Mozart's last fight, I'm sure, was against Mike Grundy and yeah, it was a very close fight, but I, I gave Mofsar the, the the win on that night, and we we know he, he's got he's got the power in the punches because he broke he broke Mike's jaw, and I think if he catches Nick Lentz with one of them, I think he could put him out. But I think he could use his um, wrestling as well. I think, like James said, if he gets into the deep waters, I think he'll use his wrestling in the fight, and I think he'll be more dominant in the wrestling aspect and I think even in the striking I think he'll be more dominant just just because of the power he's got in his hands he's obviously undefeated he's going to want to keep that oh so I, th- I think he's going to get this one done via decision Mofsar. oh decision as well all right man he opened up uh minus 400 and now he is minus 580 so it looks like everybody in the world's backing him and he is going to win the fight it looks like I just, again, I don't know if I can risk $580 to win 100 uh, on on him. So, man, yeah, I'll lean that way with you guys. No chance for Nick. I mean, he sounds like he's pure chaos out there, James, just throwing wild punches. He sounds like Mason and how he places his bets, just a wild man. <laughs> he's, he's got the experience on his side, but again, when you tend to throw sort of the new dog against the old guard... The new dog sort of tends to come up clutch and produce a spectacular victory. So I'm expecting a tough night at the office for Nick Lenz in this one. Okay, so he's just going to get the new- someone's going to roll up the newspaper and just smack Nick Lenz around. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Most of going to be the boy. <laughs> All right, that's it for James Mason. What do you have on tap? Um, I've got one more fight, and it's Otman Azata and Matt Frivola. I'd love to say that Matt's going to win because he he was a guest on the Sports Search podcast. Check it out, by the way. Um, but I just I just think it's going to be too tough of a fight. Obviously, Otman, thirteen and very very powerful. He's got um, he he's got power in them hands. He's got multiple um, stoppage victories. Obviously, undefeated. I think. I just don't see how Matt's going to be able to defeat Otman. I, I think the, the best chance I think Matt's got is probably if it goes the decision way, but I don't see Matt being able to withstand 15 minutes with Azata. As I say, obviously, the power in his hands is just going to 
is just immense. I think it's going to be too much for Matt. So I'm going. I'm not going to say around, but for my bet, I'm going to say Upman as a tear value finish. TKO or submission? Uh, TKO. TKO. Okay, just want to make sure. All right, James. What about you? You on this one at all? Um, I sort of fancy Upman on this one. It's going to be such a tough fight for Matt Fuller on this one because Matt hasn't fought since 2019 nearly two years that's not really his fault because he's had so many scheduled bouts that have been cancelled ultimately but then you look at Ottman's style he's more of a Muay Thai striker out of his 13 wins nine of them have come via first round stoppage he's a very aggressive fighter straight off on the blocks and he will look for that knockout as soon as possible like I said, he's very aggressive with that Muay Thai background and he's coming off an impressive win against Karma Worthy, first round knockout back in September of 2020. So I'm probably leaning towards Ottman on this one. If he can go and get the job done, I think he will get it done early. But once the fight goes on into the latter rounds, then we may see Matt Favola come up clutch and try and take the fight to the floor and just sort of tie Ottman out and keep him at bay, really. But if Ottman gets this one done, He'll no doubt get it done inside the first round, maybe early second. So I'm really good to go for an Ottman fire first round to go. But you don't want to bet it. You're just leaning that way? Or do you, um, want, do you want to throw I'm, com- I'm pretty confident in that one. Okay, you are. You're going to bet that one too. Okay. Yeah, this is the one, Mason. We talked about this pre-show. This is the, this is the fight I think you circle. For whatever reason, Ottman is, his odds aren't moving. He's minus 155, and it's kind of glued right there. Kind of stuck at minus 155. I don't know what the early finish pays out because uh my bookie promo code absolute dgen doesn't have a doesn't have a prop listed yet so uh we'll keep an eye on that but even at minus 155 i don't think that's too big of a stretch i i feel confident in ottman winning that i would just bet the minus 155 and be happy make some money indeed i agree with you there archer uh, obviously like we said the way for matt to win i think is to make sure he can get into the later rounds and via decision but i don't see him getting past the onslaught of Ottman. There's one more fight I wanted to talk about. Like, we're going mm-hmm. way down to the bottom of the card. Amir Albaza versus Zaglas Zugumagulov. <laughs> I think Zaglas, he opened up minus 125. He's minus 106. So the odd shift is a little troubling. But man, I, I think he's going to win this fight. Zaglas. Zaglas, really? I think so. I think he can do it. I, I don't. I don't think I want to bet it necessarily because the payout's not that great. Minus one hundred six, and the, the odds are moving the wrong direction. But I think he can handle this one. Do you have a feel for this one at all? It, it, it's a tough one because I think when looking at it on paper, I've, I've seen it before. Both men are like near even. I think going into yeah. this one, from what I've seen recently, Zaglas is a slight favorite, but I mean very, very slight. I think it's near even with Amir Albazi as well. Um, I think the benefit and factor in this one, I think Amir has the advantage in terms of the height and the reach advantage. And um, wherever the fight, I think predominantly does his best work on the map. You see him, him get a couple of nice, tidy submission victories under his belt. He's coming off of a nice win over Malcolm Gordon. But with Zalglas, he's the more experienced fighter, only by a fraction. But this is a, this is a bit of a tough one to call. I mean, he's a bit, you look at Zaglas's fights, they tend to last the full 15 minutes or they tend to go the decision. And he's very, uh, I don't know on this one. I mean, I'm probably going to lean towards Amir on this one, but you can't rule out Zaglas if Amir cannot take the fight down to the floor early and then we may see Zaglas sort of pick him apart towards the second and third round and maybe as a decision because 
although Amir's a tidy finisher, I think Zoglas has the experience to go the full distance. He's got the cardio clearly, and this is going to be a tough test for Amir. But I think many people, from what I've seen, although uh, Zoglas is the slight favourite going into this one, many are leaning towards Albazi via decision. I don't think we'll see a spectacular fight to open up the card. I'm probably just going to see Amir try and grind out the decision victory and take the fight to floor and you know test Zoglas's defence. There you go. Mason? Um, I'm I'm not too sure on this one. I agree a bit with James there, but I, if I was going to give a prediction, I'd probably say um, Amir. But after last night's show, who are we to disagree with you, Arch, if you put money on that Wall- <laughs> Wally Alves fight? If the odds were moving in my favor, I would definitely be all over him. But I, I just, yeah, I just wanted to get your feedback on this one. So yeah. I'll lay off this one. I'm going to make so much money on Dustin Poirier winning that I'm okay. <laughs> no chance, no chance. Uh, he's gonna beat that business that businessman McGregor. Not a fighter. He's just a businessman, entrepreneur McGregor. Conor McGregor first round submission. Oh, <laughs> that's that. No, don't listen to me there, guys. That is that is not my prediction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else we need to touch on, James? Uh, not really. I don't think there's many other upsets potential on the card. I mean, we've gone through a lot of the, the tasty matchups for this weekend. Yeah. All I can say, really, I mean, we're in for an exciting night. And you've got to feel sorry for the main event. They're going to be fighting at 9 a.m. in the morning just to benefit you guys across the pond. So, oh. yeah, be, be thankful. <laughs> you shouldn't have lost the Revolutionary War, James. Otherwise, then it would have been okay. <laughs> oh, so we're getting into the history politics sort of side now. Yeah. <laughs> Mason, anything else you wanted to touch on? No, that was everything from me. I think we've covered the fights that we think are going to be winning us some money. So I'm happy with the show that we've done today. All right. So you can catch the notorious James Evans and the UFC genius Mason over on Sports Sesh. I'll have the link in the description. Guys, I'm just going to tell you once again, jog on. Take care, Archie. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners or operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its content. This podcast might cause damage to the psyches of fans of over-the-hill Irish fighters. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.